are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. My name is Mick, and I am on the line with Emily and Brendan of the Chicago light rock band Late Night Laundry. So um, why don't you tell our audience what both of you play in the band? I play piano, keys, synthesizer, but also more recently I've been doing like the recording engineering along with mixing and most of the producing. I'll let Emily explain what she does. And uh, I play bass and I sing. Emily, Emily is also the graphic designer, which is extremely important to our overall look. Mind if I ask what your background is, how you got into visual design, and then you know maybe what some of your reference points are for for the album covers? Yeah, um, I'm just a scrappy person. And one day I was sitting in my apartment bedroom with my laptop at like maybe two in the morning and for some reason just decided to download Photoshop. I really had no, you know, inkling beforehand or anything, but I, I did it and I started messing around with it. And then I'd go to my college classes and ignore my teachers and just, you know, mess around on the program. And eventually a buddy of ours asked if I could do posters for his DIY space and, and then the rest is history. Well, I especially like the cover for um, the single free time. What inspired that image in particular or what are, what are you attempting to convey with it? Yeah, so I think we we sat down for a minute and kind of thought about what these next covers should, what's the word, like emanate? Like what they should kind of have the appeal to. And and obviously Free Time's a very funky 70s inspired sort of song. So kind of taking that airbrushed visuals from old funk albums. And as Brendan mentioned, you just took over singing this year. You had a previous singer. Yeah, yeah. So we had a we had a previous vocalist in the band uh, for the first two years, or maybe like year and a half of us being around. She disbanded last July around that time. And, you know, afterwards, I mean, it kind of just happened out of chance. Ari was taking over on vocals for the most part. And then when we were actually writing the demo to free time, we were thinking, you know, what, what could a melody be? You know, what vocal track would be in this if it was a real song? Because it was always just if this is a real song at first. Um, and we just plugged in this this old cassette microphone that I had lying around for my my. Uh, little sound setup I have in my house and I started mumbling into it kind of what I was humming in my head and then I got stuck doing the vocal parts so that's kind of how it started. So it was more just um, you taking the initiative. Sure let's call it that maybe maybe (laughs) more so forced. I feel like it, it really Emily just had the initial idea of the vocals in her head and we definitely like to move quickly when we have ideas and I'll just record the first thing that like comes out of her mouth and it ended up being like so good that it actually took us a few times to record the final vocals because we recorded it once on a really nice mic and everything. We're like, you know what? There's just some attitude missing from this that wasn't in the first one. And, you know, we're always chasing that original take and that original sound. And yeah, and then we just eventually realized how great of a timbre her voice was and how well it worked with with Ari's voice and it complemented each other really well and contrast great. And um, yeah, so now she's stuck as one of our (laughs) main singers. 
just a moment ago, one of the reference points for your sound is 70s music, maybe 70s light funk and and rock. Are you actually influenced by those artists or is that just the type of music that you make? You know, we're we're definitely all four of us very influenced by like that time period. I wouldn't go as far to say that our music is 100% influenced by it. There's like a lot of newer bands and newer music that like clearly is trying to go for that vintage 70s kind of soul vibe. And I think we were just in that same spirit. And um, it just so happened that Free Time is very like funky. And originally it started off with program drums and which is like something we never do. And yeah, it it was actually like the first song that I think was like totally laptop produced, turned into a real song for us. So what most people might not know is that Brendan makes beats like all the time. And so he was coming over just to hang out. And, you know, we're sitting down at this table that we're sitting at right now. And he kind of just brought his laptop out, got his little MIDI keyboard out and and put that very Isley Brothers style, like drum beat on, you know, he kind of just keyed it in for a second and we sat and listened to it for a second and I pulled my bass out and that's where the bass line comes. It all just kind of happened very instantaneously and naturally, which is how a lot of our songs start. And like Brendan said, it's kind of just trying to create a line between the original song that we love so much to the finished product that's a lot more professionally recorded and a lot more time gets put into that and trying to give it the same feeling that it had the first time we played it. And when you say it all happens in-house, you you literally mean that it happens in-house. Yeah, yeah like in the house that we're sitting in right now, or how, Brendan's house. How, yeah, I was going to say Alex's multiple house. houses because... Yeah. Um, yeah, have, it's done in houses. Yeah, I mean, it all happens where we, we eat and sleep. So the word DIY has been, you know, has been uh, gaining a lot more currency in the music industry in general, especially this year. And I think it's partially because of what you've described, where more people are having to record inside their home. Do you think DIY is becoming its own aesthetic or do you think it's still sort of a useful term for uh, describing how music is made? Speaking from someone who is really into mixing and stuff it's definitely like a topic that gets brought up a lot i think obviously technology has a lot to do with fact that people can compete at home with studios now like things like interfaces and you know really good headphones i mean at the bottom that's mainly what people need you know and i think that kind of leveled the playing field and it allows people to record more comfortably at home which i would say like 80 percent of people probably feel more comfortable recording at home nobody knowing what they're doing you know listening in headphones being able to do a hundred takes to get it perfect if they want those are all things that you can't do at a studio and there's just like a indescribable like pressure that comes when you're in a studio uh so i think like the idea of DIY is just something that we're labeling it right now when in re- reality we're just seeing like a revolution of what recording is in the modern day. I think this is what the future is. Not to say that studios and engineers won't have their place because they definitely will, but it just makes more sense and it, it seems more attractive to an artist, you know? So 
I think I, I to me I don't I don't think of DIY as a specific sound. I don't necessarily even consider us DIY because you know we try to be as professional as possible. I do mixing for hire and production, but by definition, we're as DIY as it gets because yeah. we make our own merch, we book our own shows. It's yeah, yeah, we we do all of our own music. It's it, it is a very involved process that we do. So you don't feel like you are getting caught up in sort of the hype around this term when it is applicable to you it's literally because you have skills that you've developed that you're using um to both create and then advance your art right i i I see it as just us being professionals kind of coming together to utilize our skills to both get the product that exactly we want and also it saves us money in the long run and it allows us to invest in you know different things that most bands don't even get to think about most bands are so worried about paying their studio bills or paying their graphic designer that they don't even get to think about publicity or distribution or just you know any of that and in saying that it just means we're very lucky to have certain things like that in-house and we that's not something to expect out of any any bands as like a standard thing we 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 realize how lucky we are to have these things that are fingertips and it also it doesn't necessarily mean that we're isolating ourselves from you know having a network because we absolutely do when it comes to pr and and videography and and photography and like other design elements and, and just critiquing our music. Like we still have this big group of individuals who are helping us push this music out to the world. Um, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even lack in that category because obviously when you go to a studio, like you're in the presence of other people and you have this like team working for you. We still have that. It's just that we're kind of just being the most efficient about it that we can be. So I have one more question for you. Uh, where does your name Late Night Laundry come from? It's like a trivia question, I feel like, because it's neither of our stories. But um, <laughs> So Ari, uh, our guitarist, Ari Lindo, he's truly the uh, the godfather of the band, I feel like. Um, a lot of the original songs that you can find on Through the Wash, our first EP, were actually demo tapes from Ari's uh, solo project from years ago called Papa Fry. And essentially, years and years and years ago, uh, Ari would just sit and do laundry at night and write songs. Uh, And he'd sit by the laundry machine and just jot. And then one day he wrote down Late Night Laundry. And it took, I think, maybe two or three years before, you know, we showed up. And he he was like, I want to use this name. And we were like, all right, sure, let's do that. Let's use that name. And that's where it comes from. It just comes from like a kind of like an off off thought from Ari's amazing little brain. That's a really wonderful story. And um, I appreciate you sharing it with me, even though. It's even not though, mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? I should probably be asking He's Ari He's going to be so bad at me. <laughs>
<laughs> well, Emily, Brendan, this has been really nice. Uh, I'm really glad that I had a chance to talk with you uh, for Chirp Radio. This has been Mick in conversation with Emily and Brendan of Chicago's Late Night Laundry. For Thanks for listening. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.